Welcome to episode 21. This is your host, Derek Chaser. We're chasing the Walt Disney World Resort. Magic is a reality. I hope everyone has had a great, well, almost month now. But, uh, and with, so without further ado, let's start the show. I am being joined today by fellow co-host Mindy Chaser. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about some new happenings in the Chaser's newsreel, our top five experiences at Hollywood Studios and the Chaser's Tidbit, and ESPN Club Sports Central at the Boardwalk and the Chaser's Restaurant Review. A little housekeeping, um, belated Merry Christmas to uh, the listeners. I hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas. I know, Mindy, uh, you and I definitely did with uh, family and friends. And uh, um, also, this is going to be posted on 1229, so a couple days before um, New Year. So I wanted to wish everyone a Happy New Year as well. And uh, we're back, Mindy. Yay. We're, we're, we're back in action. Uh, we had a little bit of, a, I guess, a, a break, if you will. We had gone about, uh, it was 20, well, 20 weeks. So we'd done the podcast for five months straight. And... Uh, Life got kind of crazy right before the holidays uh, kicked in, and I had a lot of things going on at work. I know Mindy did as well with her job and just family in general, and uh, we finally were able to pick the podcast back up, and uh, um, I'm I'm glad to be able to uh, be recording another podcast. Yes, very thankful. We'll find some time, and we'll get back get back into routine with it so all right well then let's jump right into the chasers news reel stories from disneyparks.disney.go.com and the first one um and this article was originally written on uh december 20th but kind of a big uh, buzz because uh, it doesn't happen every day uh disney's riviera resort opens at walt disney world so uh we got a new resort at uh, walt disney world and the article by yolanda kate starts out bonjour disney parks parks blog readers i am elated to share the news that disney riviera resort is now open following the fanfare of a grand opening dedication ceremony the 15th Disney Vacation Club property and Walt Disney World's newest resort officially opened to immerse guests in the sights and sounds of the European Riviera. To set the scene, a vocalist and classical guitarist performed elegant songs heard throughout the region, while a gentle breeze and warm sunlight magically transported all who gathered on the resort's formal lawn to the Mediterranean coastline. Um, Terry Schultz, Senior Vice President and General Manager of the Disney Vacation Club, and Thomas Maslum, Senior Vice President of Resorts at Walt Disney World, opened the ceremony with welcome and dedication remarks. Blending the flavors and flair of the Italian and French Riviera with the creativity and imagination that only Disney can deliver, this new resort pays tribute to Walt and Lillian Disney's amazing European travels while connecting Disney artistry and storytelling to this region's renowned art heritage and inspiration, said Schultz. Not only will Disney's Riviera Resort delight families with its gorgeous architectural details and wide range of accommodations, but members and guests will simply fall in love with the sights, sounds, and flavors of Europe around every corner. Um, also, the article goes on, Disney's Riviera Resort adds a beautiful and inspiring addition to Walt Disney World, said Maslam. We are always trying to evolve the guest and cast experience at our parks and resorts. Riviera Resort does that by placing guests in the middle of the magic during their entire stay, inspiring them with old world glamour and delighting them with timeless Disney charm. <clears throat> and to everyone's delight, special guests Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, and Daisy Duck join the celebration on stage in their brand new attire that they don in Topolino's Terrace, Flavors of the Riviera, the resort's rooftop restaurant. Mickey the painter, Minnie the poet, Donald the sculptor, and Daisy the dancer shared their enthusiasm for the new resort and their study of the European Riviera's different art forms. In addition, many wrote and treated event guests to a special poem in honor of the resort's dedication. Um, and then finally, guests had an opportunity to see some of the unique features of the resort, such as the two mo mosaic murals in the walkway tunnel leading to a Disney Skyliner station, the Grand Villas and Tower Studios, a unique accommodation at Disney's Riviera Resort, and the Sil Vouplay 
play water feature where families and young guests splash and play in a whimsical fountain amid beloved characters from Disney's Fantasia. So um, I want to jump now over to the actual DisneyWorld.Disney.Go.com slash resort slash Riviera dash resort slash Disney's Riviera Resort uh, webpage because um, it's new and kind of uh, dive a little bit deeper into this of what's all at the resort and uh, um, the first thing that pops up is it says enchantment awaits you at resort hotel at a resort hotel that's inspired by Europe and imagined by Disney here you can delight in exhilarating activities delectable dining and stylish accommodations from cozy tower studios to spacious villas with up to three bedrooms wow. so um, it is quite large um, and we kind of went over like what the architecture is of the actual um, but let's talk about the accommodations a little bit take a deeper dive into the accommodations um, they include deluxe studios one bedroom villas two bedroom villas three bedroom grand villas and they also have uh, tower studios which is unique to Disney's Riviera Resort and these are just for two people so okay. it is kind of a you know smaller room but they actually have built a room just for two so wherever you stay at Disney's Riviera Resort you're sure to rediscover the joy of life away from the everyday hustle and bustle uh, the tower studios um, like I mentioned they're designed just for two guests and they're a one-of-a-kind tower um, and uh, they have built into the wall, you'll find a microwave, small refrigerator, drawers, and a cleverly hidden pull-down queen-size bed that just as easily tucks away to reveal a comfortable lounge-worthy space. The Deluxe Studios, Mindy, which would be where our family would most likely be staying if we went here, is um, sleeps up to five. Queen-size bed, pull-down queen-size bed, which unfortunately we heard that they were having some problems with uh, some of the pull-down beds, yeah. but I know that they're getting that corrected. It already has been. That's not a knock. I just think when you're, you know, it's it's a new resort, things happen, yeah. you know. Um, and enjoy the convenience of your own kitchenette and unwind in your private, on your private patio or balcony. And then they've got... Uh, the villas that I discussed that go up in size and obviously more people if you had a large family could stay in the villas and the um, the biggest one that they have the grand villa which has three bedrooms up to 12 guests Wow um, that that's just ginormous by any stretch of the imagination and I thought this was kind of cool to go over real quick Mindy I'm gonna let you read this one but uh, it's something that you know we've kind of hinted around at as to why we think it's important to stay on at a Disney resort if all possible so they kind of condense this down a little bit so I'll let you read this they um, have a little bit of why you should stay at a Disney resort which I would no, I don't think I would go to Disney if I didn't stay at a Disney resort because I just feel like it, the convenience is, is worth it. Absolutely. Um, as, a guest of a, as a guest of a Disney resort hotel, you can enjoy distinctive benefits and amenities. So some of the things you can enjoy are extra magic hours. So every day one of the parks opens early or stays open longer. Um, to me, that's not quite white is appealing because it makes that park busier that day i guess if you have park hopper then it would be my suggestion to do the extra magic hours in the morning and then head over to a different park once it gets busy um but the big thing i think is you know early access to the fast pass planning so yeah. if you're staying at a disney resort you get to book your fast passes 60 days before you before your stay if not, it's 30 days, so that's pretty cool. You also have complimentary resort transportation, which, which use, I mean, yeah, that is yeah. key right there. They have motor coaches, they have water taxis, they have monorail, and now they have the Disney Skyliner, so they have a lot of options, complimentary transportation to get you around, and that is just one thing you do not have to worry about. Um, also, if you're flying, they have the Magical Express, which we always take advantage of. And it, I have absolutely right. no problem with Magical Express. It is just fine. And then there's entertainment. When you go there, if you go to the pool during the day, they have games and entertainment. 
They have movies at night. We've never really done that, but it looks fun. Kids um, walk they by. They have little activities yeah. that you can do. So, and you're just in the Disney bubble. It You get a little pixie dust. You just, it's just, um, to me, it's worth it. And it's a great idea. Do you think that you would be interesting interested in staying at the Riviera? Actually, I really or do. Or maybe um, not. I, I do. <clears throat> um, the videos that we've seen on YouTube, the resort looks actually a lot better. That I don't know why I didn't think it was going to be attractive to me, but it's actually extremely attractive. Um, the decor is really nice. It doesn't feel as stuffy as, as I was afraid it was going to be. Yeah. I thought it would be like, oh boy, is that a place that you know we would want to stay at and I would actually feel comfortable staying there. And the transportation options, this is an Epcot resort area. It's right next to um, Caribbean Beach um, Resort. And it is, um, the transportation options are the Skyliner. It mm -hmm. is part of the Skyliner um, loop as well as bus transportation. Mm -hmm. So um, with that Skyliner, that is another uh, um, added bonus, if you will, of getting, especially getting between Hollywood Studios and Epcot. And a, and a relatively, you would want to take obviously the bus, the buses you'd be taking to go to Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom, or the downtown Disney or the water parks. So. And then they also have the restaurant <coughs> Topolino's Terrace. Yeah. So which um, I don't know if we ever we'll jump into that real quick. Um, talked about this restaurant. We have not because it just opened up, and we have seen some videos <clears throat> and. Um, Topolino's Terrace uh, flavor of the Riviera is the is the main um, restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, they do have quick service as well, like every other standard. Mm -hmm. um, but this is would be, I guess, their um, claim to fame. Why people, if you're not staying at the resort, what you would come over to eat at, mm -hmm. and they have both a breakfast as well as a dinner option. And um, unfortunately, as neat as it is with the characters, the breakfast is um, kind of, they, they do a play on words a la art instead of a la carte, but it really is a la carte. Um, I have heard that the character interactions are amazing. The actual restaurant uh, um, surroundings are amazing. Unfortunately, breakfast is getting a knock yeah. as far as being not a, um, not good unfortunately um yeah. and uh what they actually um for breakfast it's, the choices are odd yeah it's odd uh, um it says start your morning with breakfast at this beautiful rooftop restaurant offering an exclusive storybook dining experience the prefix, prefix uh, menu offers uh, delicious choices to please everyone <laughs> in the family um, while enjoying breakfast in the bird's eye view, meet some of your favorite Disney friends for a perfect photo and autograph opportunity. You may find yourself mingling with Mickey Mouse, Minnie, Mouse, Donald Duck, and Daisy Duck stylishly dressed from head to toe and the outfits you, unique to Topolino's uh, Terrace. We kind of mentioned those in the article. Um, breakfast begins with fresh pastries. From what we've heard, people said the best part about the meal is the pastries. Yeah. It just pretty much goes downhill after the pastries. Yeah. They were like, we could have just eaten the pastries and been fine, but that's kind of... Um, and then the choice of entrees are quiche, Greer with house-made pancetta, sour cream waffle, which just doesn't sound just, appetizing, yeah. wood-fired butcher steak, which would be what I would get, yeah. um, smoked salmon, spiced sausage hash, two eggs any style, that would be Oliver, uh, plant-based egg omelet, and more if you want to get kind of more of the, um, the, the vegan option. Whichever you select, breakfast in this charming cafe is an enchanting way to start your day. Um, they obviously recommend that you get reservations. Um, they serve breakfast from 7.30 to 11. Mm. And it um, for breakfast, it can be between 35 bucks for the kids up to $60 per adult. So that's pretty standard cost yeah. for a character experience. Um, but there's a lot better um, from, you know, we. I might try it just out of curiosity, um, but there's better character options yeah. as far as the food goes right this, this this interaction with these characters might be great but uh, you know it's it's I don't you know, it's not my favorite two eggs you know <laughs> chef 80s but you'd get pretty much with goofy thrown in instead of daisy and, and, then we'll and pluto as well um you kind of would get uh um yeah 
I mean, and you're closer and you get, to the park. There'd be better food. For I mean, I know you can take kind of the price. Skyliner and stuff, but <clears throat> I feel like it could be a bit of a. Let's say the Skyliner's down. It could be a little bit of a haul, you know, to get over there and for breakfast. Then you're wasting park time, so you don't right. want to be too. Dinner, I would be curious to try for sure. And that, that got a lot better reviews. And they um, serve that from five to nine thirty. And let me pull. Let me pull that up that one. I would be more. Um, I think we would in definitely. We would do if we were staying there. We would most likely do the dinner. I would. For sure. I mean, and granted, this is going to be on the pricier side. Yes, I heard it, it is. It's, it's, but it's, it's a nice. You but, can you can make um, it as yeah you can much make it, or little as you want. They got you know? some antipasto. You don't have to get every thing. Dishes on there. <clears throat> They've got a ricotta. They've got olives, marinus, which I can't. I'm allergic to olives. Um, they got gnocchi, which we actually really, Mindy and I, we both like gnocchi. Um, Heritage Hog Taran. Um, and then for starters, they've got uh, um, escargot, a winter pumpkin ravioli, kale, pear salad, a root bisque. Um, to be it's honest, it's definitely fancier stuff. Um, I would say nothing that on the starter stuff. side. Uh -huh. I might get the gnocchi and to split with you. Um, but the actual. Their actual entrees are, are pretty, uh, you know, they got a linguine scampi, they got an herb fettuccine, a rigatoni, a, bucan, a, buc uh, a bucatini, seafood and meats, uh, they've got uh, um, a king salmon cut. Now the braised lamb, lamb shank, I heard, um, was pretty good, but what's getting all the raves right now, they do have a filet mignon, is the tomahawk veal chop. Mm. Um, and that, that'll that set you back 52 bucks, like I said mm. before. This is by no means a cheap uh, um, option, but I have heard that the tomahawk veal chop is absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, we saw two different um, vlogs, and everyone got something different at the table to try out all the menu items. And the consensus was the best thing on this menu is the tomahawk veal chop. Um, so um, that's what I would get. So that actually sounds really good to me. And then, of course, they have a, a boatload of different kinds of desserts. They've got like an apple tart, um, a, ch uh, um, a warm chocolate cake, pistachio mousse, um, a fruit fruits of the forest dish. And then for the kids, it's obviously a little bit more watered down. Um, kids appetizers would be a soup of the day or just like a regular um, salad. And then the kids create their own entrees. They choose one. They can get rigatoni with tomato sauce, which is just basically, it would be like spaghetti, I'd imagine. A petite beef uh, filet, uh, which would be like a small steak grilled chicken breast. And the kids' prices are like really reasonable. Ten bucks mm -hmm. for like the spaghetti. Um, linguine with sauteed shrimp is only going to set you back 15 bucks. They got a fish dish for 17, but our kids most likely would get the rigatoni, which is like the spaghetti. So our kids would only eat for like 30 bucks. So that that in itself would immediately lower the cost of this restaurant. Except it says kids menu items are for children nine and younger. Hopefully they wouldn't. Well, okay. Hopefully they would let so kids one. get kids. You know. Right. Well, I guess then one would, but then <coughs> the other two. Yeah. Even if you paid more, we'd be like, well, that's what. They've always been accommodating. Yeah, you know? I, I don't think. I mean, even if they priced, right, it, priced it up a little bit, I don't know. I, I'm still um, a little on the fence about it. But I guess it would be worth a try. But see that then, that veal thing. I don't know how much that really appeals to me. And then so. they got a bunch of coffee options because it's supposed to be you know mm -hmm. kind of that whole European um, feeling. A bunch of neat coffees, which would be kind of cool to get. And then they have a, a boatload of different kinds of specialty cocktails and wines. Uh, the wine hmm. list is very extensive um, as well as their um, beer and hard cider. Um, actually their alcohol menu is one of the biggest I've seen on property. Um, so that is that is really cool in itself too as far as the different options that could be available to you. Um, but cool. it's like I said uh, um, for families most likely it would be the breakfast and then unfortunately like I said, it's not getting rave reviews on the breakfast front, but the resort as a whole is getting um, a lot of good marks um, as far as the appearance. And they do have, um, I, I saw on here under, I think it was under the recreation, Mindy, real quick, and they got a bunch of different, we'll talk more, maybe more, do a little even bit bigger, deeper dive in a future 
episode, but they do have like a really cool pool area that does have um, any of the moderates on up do have pool slides and the pool slide like winds around a stately column tower. Mm. So it, it, like you can barely see it in the distance, Mindy, but that's like where the um, where the actual slide would be and, it, cool. and it kind of winds right ar around it. So it would be a uh, pretty, I think it'd be a lot of fun and really cool. Um, real quick before we get off of uh, Disney's Riviera Resort, um, room rates, because you were kind of asking, Mindy, like, oh, my well, goodness. Um, just now, Whew. remember, these are the rack rates. You can right. you can always get these. You shouldn't say always. We have been able to normally get rooms a lot cheaper than the rack rate mm -hmm. when they're running specials or trying to move rooms. The Tower Studio, though, which is just for two, is going to set you back 356 bucks a night. That's the rack rate. For the Deluxe Standard... Um, View Studio, which would be what our family would uh, be in. That's five hundred and thirty-four bucks a night. Mm. Uh, standard. The deluxe studio with the preferred view is gonna raise raise up the price an extra seventy-five bucks to six hundred. And then the one-bedroom villa, they start out at almost eight hundred bucks. Sure. And it sleeps for, only five. <laughs> yeah, and then for the preferred view, <laughs> eight seventy one. The two bedroom villa, oh goodness, twelve hundred dollars. No thanks. The three bedroom grand <laughs> villa, almost twenty, over twenty four hundred dollars a night. Nuts. That's um, nuts. and that's basically the price of uh, over at the Polynesian, the bungalows. Oh my. I mean, so I mean, if you remember wow. the bungalows that are are big over there, those run for that. So, <clears throat> wow. Um, that being said, these are. Disney Vacation Club. When the Disney Vacation Club does not fill up the rooms, they do open these up to the public. Um, but if you were owned at uh, the Riviera, um, obviously your points translate over to these. It yeah. would, it's you know it, it's worth it if you're in. We're really seriously looking into joining the Disney Vacation Club. It would not. We would not be getting hit five hundred thirty-four bucks a night no. for for the deluxe studio. Um, and I would guess that if they have trouble filling the rooms initially, we might be able to get that for like 400 bucks a night, 350. Still a lot. But it still is going to be a pretty penny. Yeah. But you got to remember, it's a deluxe resort. Yeah. And all the deluxes, I mean. If you we're going to pay that, I kind of lean more towards the Polynesian. But uh, yeah. um, all in all, I think it's going to be. Uh, but it's very elegant. It's very. A nice Pretty. addition for sure. Um, it's you know, right. I don't want to be negative. I think it, it's very beautiful. So and you can and it see. It looks like you have views of fireworks. You can see the fireworks. So um, from maybe from Epcot. Hollywood. Oh, Epcot. That okay. could be Hollywood though. Actually, that looks like I don't in know. the distance. I, it's an Epcot resort, so oh, I'm it's probably Epcot. Then. It would be Epcot. Yeah. Um, but that being said, you might also be able to see um, Hollywood Studios as well. But like I said, Deluxe Villa Resort, Epcot Resort area, you can look out the window and you literally can see the you know Caribbean pretty. beaches really close. And it is, um, I don't know, what, one, two, three, looking at it, maybe eight over eight, eight stories, one, two, three, four, five, eight, ten stories, maybe more. It's quite, uh, towers. quite, quite large, um, to, to say the least. And trying to see if they have on here how many how many you know how many floors there actually are before we get off it totally um, but 20 no it doesn't it doesn't really say how uh, high the actual towers themselves go but uh, um, all in all it uh, we might check it out I mean I'm definitely not I gonna, wouldn't mind going over and just looking you, you know, know I'm definitely not gonna say that I, it. I would never stay here because I'd feel very comfortable, and if I could get a good deal, I'd say, what the heck, why not? Yeah. Roll the dice and, and see what it's it all might about. might be worth it. And for right now, too, there's only a, if you're buying into Disney Vacation Club without getting on a waiting list, this is one of the properties that they're actively selling still. They're trying so to get. So they're really trying to get people to buy in at Disney's Riviera Resort, and you might be able to get a pretty good deal. And like I said, it looks really nice. Yeah. Um, and I do know that... Uh, over like a little bit past the Fort Wilderness area, they are, have already started uh, building another um, Disney Vacation Club. That resort. one really intrigues me. And there'll be more <clears throat> to come on that as well, but they're putting up uh, 
these resorts like and, uh, and don't crazy. forget that you can well, Star Wars always is going to be is being built too yeah that Star Wars experience but and don't ahead, forget man. that you can always visit any resort even if you're not staying there yes. not swim right. at those resorts but you can visit you can eat there you can just walk around and you can at least take pictures yeah I mean it's, it's something to do it's a nice little it's an activity on a day that maybe you're not going to be in the parks or you want to take a break if you're at Epcot and you're like hey let's go check it out over there so that's a cursory overall <laughs> look at uh, the new uh, Disney's Riviera Resort, and uh, we will definitely be uh, at least walking through it and checking it out and mm -hmm. taking some pictures, if yeah. uh, if not staying there in the future. Right. Okay. Um, on to the next um, story, Mindy's favorite ride at mm. Disney's Hollywood Studios. Only when I close my eyes. I'm being sarcastic. Um, Star Tours at Disney Parks begins service to new destinations inspired oh, by Star Wars cool. The Rise of Skywalker. So they really keep this ride updated by constantly adding in um, new scenes and stuff when the new movies come out. That's really cool. And uh, um, this was written by Tom Fitzgerald and the article states that today as fans head to theaters for the epic conclusion to the Star Wars Skywalker saga, guests at Disney parks around the world will be boarding star speeders and heading to exciting destinations inspired by Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Over the years, C-3PO and R2-D2 have taken Star Tours passengers to some pretty amazing destinations, and the adventure on the surface of the ocean moon, Kef Bear, is one of the wildest we've ever created with our partners and industrial light and magic. The updated adventures will include an urgent transmission from none other than Lando Calrissian to join the battle to end all battles. Boy, Lando, uh, he looks... It's Billy D. Williams. Oh. Uh, that's, that's awesome. But... Uh, hmm. It's been an incredible Star Tours journey starting a long time ago in a Disney park far, far away. Well, actually not far from Walt Disney Imagineering at Disneyland in Anaheim. Since then, we've had a great time adding new sequences to keep Star Tours. The adventures continue relevant with the evolving film saga and even more exciting for you to experience. With the new Rise of Skywalker update, Star Tours now offers you more than 100 storytelling combinations. That's a lot. Yes, it is. But don't worry, for the next few months, we'll exclusively feature the destinations inspired by Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. So you can go on this, and rarely are you going to see the same uh, same adventure twice, which is cool. It keeps people coming back. Have we seen the same thing twice on that ride? No, and no, we've been on that ride probably 10 to 15 times. Um, today, we're also excited to um, share with you um, Star Tours the adventures continue as you'll see the star speeder is in for some epic adventures this time around and we can't wait for you to experience them yourself so hmm. by the time we go we may or may not see this overlay mm -hmm. because it's just going to be in the random 100 gotcha. different um in the queue there um but I think that it was cool to kind of mention it because it was something new and uh, just to note that they're always changing they're, that it. they're changing it and they're keeping it relevant it doesn't get stale so um i think that's pretty cool and then for our last story can i Mandy, just say something yeah. the only reason i i dislike that ride is because it's just if you have motion i don't even get motion sick really but for some reason this ride the way that it jerks around a little bit you're like sitting still and you kind of jerk <clears throat> right like it's like you move with the you know the the and you have 3d the glasses on you wear these 3d glasses and it's like you see stuff coming at you your seat is like moving and jerking a little bit yeah. for some reason it just gives me a headache every time i ride it but we're like oh hey we want to use up our three fast passes so i'll go on it just go on it, and i usually just close my eyes i like it like um, i like to hear what they have like to say, you, but, um, but i kind of just boys, close my eyes the boys like it too so it's it, it's it's a cool it's a <clears> cool <throat> option for sure um i'll let you kick off the last story Mindy. um introducing a new way to ring in 2020 at disney's animal kingdom so as part of new year's eve celebration Animal Kingdom is pin-introducing a family fun special pin-trading opportunity throughout the park only on New Year's Eve um, this year, December 31st, 2019. Check out pin-trading boards displaying over 90 wow. pins located through the lands of Africa, Asia, Dino Land, USA, and Discovery Island. There will be hidden Mickey pins and pins from Disney theme parks around the world. 
You have the opportunity to trade pins from these displays during the following times. 1 to 2, 2.45 to 3.45, anyway, different times throughout the day. Um, the pin trading opportunity is special. You will have one minute to trade two pins off of the, so you only get a minute Because there's probably going to be lines of people. Yeah. Because the pin so, trading is a big deal. And, and with the pin trading, you, they have like a board of pins and right. you can basically, if there's a pin you like, you get to take it and you give them a pin. It's That's how pin trading works. But they said you have a minute and you can do two pins at the board. So you definitely want to check it out if you're if you're a big trend. Oh, pin check trader. that out. They got a special pin just for this event. Disney's Animal Kingdom, New Year. That's cool. Um, there's special pin trading throughout the day. There's a 2020 commemorative pin, a limited New Year's Day pin. And you can for only purchase it at 7 p.m. Beginning at 7 p.m. There's only a thousand of them. So I'm you'll sure have they're to sell out. <laughs> yeah. For your chance to purchase this pin, visit Discovery Trading Company beginning at 7 a.m. to receive the wristband. Oh, wow. So you get like a but you have to get there early to get this to get this wristband that will allow you to purchase up to two pins beginning at 7 p.m. Crazy. So they probably are doing that so they can keep track of who's buying what. How many whatever it's a way to keep track of when they sell out and obviously they're they're stating too that there's a limited number of wristbands they're not gotcha. going to give more wristbands out than right what they they're have going pins. to give what they have and so but i added this in here mindy because it's something that's going to be going on, on but uh um there's definitely um the, the big the big news since uh we've been gone for the, the last couple of weeks has been the opening of the Riviera. Yeah. The rest is kind of a lot of the stuff we've already been talking about. Yeah. Like what's going on around the parks during yeah, the holidays. Yeah, holidays. We've definitely but covered that. I thought that. that this is great that these were like, you know. Something different. One thing that's coming up at, uh, for a one-day event, but the other two, a brand-new resort altogether, mm -hmm. and then the Star Tours, which is going to be going when, you know, whenever you go to the mm -hmm. park. So I thought that was kind of cool. So anything else in the new, uh, Chaser's... Uh, mm -hmm. um, in the newsreel this nope, week can't think so all right well i will have you then kind of jump in first into uh the chasers tidbit and start talking about our top five experiences at hollywood studios okay so when we were deciding what we wanted to talk about this week for the tidbit since we've done 20 episodes we we were like okay well we haven't done hollywood studios really and right. since it's all the all the rage right now with uh Star Wars Land opening. And granted, that opened in the summer, but with this new ride just opening, Rise of the Resistance. And so we thought, well, people are going to want to get to Hollywood Studios, so you might as well hear what we like at Hollywood Studios. And I'm going to start at number five. Yeah. So this isn't necessarily my absolute favorite thing, but I feel like it's something I want to see, and everybody's going to want to see it, and it's definitely and something you must see when you go is everything star wars they have galaxy's edge opening they have the star tours ride which i kind of talked about um there's the launch bay where, where we met chewbacca you can meet and a lot got, of star wars you know, that was chewbacca really neat. and, yeah. and uh, now they have darth vader back again because kylo ren is like walking around yeah. at galaxy's edge and chewbacca we had, we had a lot of fun with 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 mm -hmm. that meet and greet and it's just really neat it doesn't have to be like you can be a non-star wars fan just and still enjoy that element of your day at right. hollywood studios um so we both talked about it back and forth and we're like no we it it warrants putting it on there yeah while it might not be our favorite it doesn't mean for some people that would be their one and it's definitely something that we're going to make time to try to experience we at least want to see it and hopefully get on you know one of the rides over there absolutely um so that's that's our number five number four um when you first walk in and you're walking down uh, the main drag there in hollywood studios if you bear bear right into the sunset boulevard um two of our favorite rides are the twilight zone and this is like two of our favorite rides out of like all the you know all the different uh, um you know parks in general mm -hmm. Um, and that is the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. I love yeah. Tower of Terror. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the that is one of my absolute the favorite. The theming rides. of that ride, it's uh, so you know, it's it's based off of uh, um, you know um, the Twilight Zone, mm -hmm. and they have such a really cool, you know, 
the queue is really neat when you're walking through it and then they take you into that room where they go over the story and yeah it basically is um <laughs> an elevator that drops up and down numerous times right and once again this is another one of those attractions that you never know what it's going to do yeah. because it's programmed to always do something different. Right. You might go up a couple times. You might drop three times, then go up. You might go up three times, and it's just yeah, all, you all over you're the gonna board. Get. It's pretty it's, fun. It's amazing. Of course, our um, kids don't love it. It no. scares them, but they're not. They're not huge that adventurous. Seekers. Um, we so love it. It's it's, it's a must do for like us. Um, and every time that we go, um, just the two of us we make it a point to ride the Twilight Zone Tower Definitely. of Terror. And Rock and Roller Coaster, once again, That's too. Fun. It's amazing. Very fast. And it's the fastest ride at, uh, I believe it's still, well, now, technically test track, but I'm going to say Rock and Roller Coaster. It feels faster. It feels faster than, obviously, what, uh, um, you know, test track is. And it's just, uh, these are both thrill, thrill experiences. Yes. And it's right, you know, um, right there. They're right uh, next to each right other, Right next to too. each other. So, um once again these are very i would say star tours is really easy to get a fast pass for yeah. they're not giving out fast passes yet for any of the rides at galaxy's edge but um these are two um they're not hard to get but they're definitely ones that you're gonna want to get you know in well, that 60 day they window tear them too. they tear them and that's it um and if i had to <laughs> pick between for me twilight zone tower terror and rock and roller coaster i'd pick twilight first i would and and then hope to be able to like walk on rock and roller coaster if i can get another one um but there's some other good uh which which i'm going to kick it off to you next there's a ride over in this land that is a pretty special mm, ride too we love it go ahead Mitch. toy story land is uh such a charming little area in hollywood studios there's three different toy story rides there's a cute little restaurant that's not indoor but there's going to be an indoor restaurant over there yeah, they're, they're working building. on it but it's not a character experience is my understanding okay but i mean it's going to be still, yeah. neat place um there are character interactions meet and greets where you can wait in line um so the the ride that we love the most in toy story land is slinky dog bash it's a little roller coaster um, I mean, there's that's, that's it, there's and, a, and that there one, is a drop. You're one definitely going to want to get a, you. That is yeah. right now out of that's all of these rides that pass. you can get a fast pass. That's where the it, hardest. It's the hardest one. And then you've got uh, um, Toy, Toy Story, Story Mania, Mania, which is an awesome game. That's fine. Which you know you get to ride with one other person in your vehicle, and you get to um, see who performs better, and you play a game. Mm -hmm. It's a shooting game. Yep. Like you shoot it at a bunch of different. Um, objects and carnival type games yeah and then alien swirling saucers which is actually better than i thought it was yeah gonna be. we actually That's really we really enjoy all three rides yeah um i don't really think that they they did not um i think they hit hit uh home runs on all three of them Definitely. really i i enjoy all three and i'm bummed out if i don't get to ride one of the three um, that's that's how much I like everything in Toy yeah, Story Land. Yeah, for sure. And it's Woody's Lunchbox mm -hmm. is, is the... Uh, and we had breakfast there, and it was delicious. What was it? Was it like tater tots, Mindy, and scrambled eggs? It was and like then, loaded And it tots. had like sausage gravy, <clears throat> it and so it was good. delicious. Um, and, and we shared. Like, yeah, we did. Like you got one, we kind of shared it, and then Oliver... Well, and Oliver and I shared because he just wanted the eggs, and I'm like, I'll take the other stuff. And they were nice enough to split it into two separate bowls because I said he really wants the eggs, and he's kind of picky about that. So they put his eggs in its own right. bowl, and they put my stuff in the other bowl. So I guess Oliver and I shared that. And then I had, and I you had, had the, the other bowl. thing. And I think we tried the pop tarts. We tried the pop tarts. It and, wasn't and they that were, great. They were sweet. They were, it gosh, was they too were really much. Sweet. And but some people like that. For lunch and dinner, they have like grilled cheese sandwiches, and then they also have um, a couple other sandwiches too. Mm -hmm. um, that that, but all in all, people speak very favorably of the food at Woody's Lunchbox. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is definitely um, one of the uh, yeah. better, uh, you know, quick service in the parks that that we've right. uh, that we've come across and come to think of it, it's kind of funny i don't i think we maybe put it on our list of the quick service restaurants or maybe it fell just outside and it was like an honorable yeah. mention but uh it, i don't know if we had it on that but list it's, but it's 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 pretty good, good. all right <clears throat> then i'm gonna let you do it number two derek and i really enjoy this place it's called the baseline tap house 
it's a little pub or you know kind of thing there's seating outside there's seating inside you can get a beverage they have a little bit of appetizers oh we like the pretzel they have a they have really good big pretzel, soft pretzel and they also have a charcuterie board yeah. which is pretty popular and it's attached actually to um oh sci-fi and dine oh it is like that. it's like it's right to the opposite so mm, like i know okay. a lot of people sometimes if they're eating at sci-fi um and dine they actually will go over and get like a drink before okay um that makes before sense. they actually go in and, and eat at sci-fi always have good cider if and like it's it's uh, um they're i mean it's not like you you have to wait forever no. but it's very it's pop popular. it's very popular um you can we don't uh, always get a seat. you can't always get a seat inside you might have to take your drink and your food outside but they have tables um, out but there. they have tables with umbrellas and it is um, like I said, it's located right after the ABC Commissary, and, and it's right attached to the Sci-Fi and Dine. And it's like heading towards like um, Star Tours and, and that kind of area of the park. And it's just, it's amazing. It is just, from for Mindy and I, it is not a trip to Hollywood Studios. We always stop at Baseline. Yep, Capital. even when we have the kids, yeah. because the kids can go in there and sit down. They can get a water or whatever. So uh, high marks, uh, and we'll have to kind of do a more... Um, <laughs> in-depth review of baseline tap house if we haven't done that yet and i apologize sometimes after 20 episodes some things kind of just repeat and they kind yeah. of intermingle that's okay but uh baseline tap house is an amazing experience and then finally it's kind of like uh the og show at uh, at hollywood studios um phantasmic it's just an absolutely it's also in the theater on sunset boulevard um and it is just an amazing um, show mm -hmm. and it is a the premise of the show is Mickey is um, kind of falls into a slumber and then he um, as sorcerer Mickey he ends up battling the villains mm -hmm. um, to um, wake up from his dream and it is just it's amazing they've got a whole big fight scene um, from oh Pocahontas mm -hmm. and that is like a really neat scene that they put together where they got a lot going on and they have all of these amazing the music they have um, Mickey mm -hmm. um, bunch of and then and the boat the, bo the boat they have, they boats have that float. characters on them there's I mean there's fireworks there's light like laser light and there, there's a scene in the show it's where really awesome not to try to do any spoilers mm. but where the boat goes by and there's got to be like 50 to at least 50 characters on this boat probably it's the coolest thing um it is really neat. but it is it's a great show fireworks the whole nine yards really if cool. you have little kids and you think they might get scared sit towards the back that's a good point for sure there are don't yeah. get too close to the front loud. if you have kids loud. that get scared because i mean it's not I, I don't feel like it's too scary but when our kids were really little the first time we watched it they were a little bit remember you had to take oliver to the back because he wasn't yeah, having it I did. So, um, you know, with itty-bitty little ones, just beware that they might get a little bit nervous. But quite honestly, I mean, I, just sit in the back and you'll be okay. And to make note about Fantasmic, you definitely want to get there a half hour probably before the show starts. Yeah, you can like get you, a... F you may not get a seat. If you use up your Fast Passes, we have been lucky enough to yeah. get a Fast Pass but for But you Fantasmic. still need to get there early. Um like later in the day but if you do not get there literally we had a fast pass for reserved seating and one of the kids i think had to use the restroom and it totally was like oh my goodness like we lost so much time of getting a better seat right. just from having because once they open it up and people start walking in fast and it's huge it just it, yeah it fills up like and it's huge in so you like definitely want to get there um, you want to get there half hour and early. then there's so many people they do have concessions in there yeah. and my and our kids are always like we want a hot dog we want this we want that even if you just finished eating you're like oh my goodness and i, I literally <laughs> got the concessions and it's like the show was just about to start because literally it took 30 minutes to get through the concession line yeah it was crazy because everyone's like well i want to get you know something for the show and 
So anyway, um, if you want concessions, I would highly suggest maybe forty-five minutes early. I would highly suggest one if uh, you're by yourself. It's going to be hour. a struggle. Yeah. But if you're with somebody else, have someone else go get the seat because yeah. that's what you did. Yeah. Um, you, I, you, you had, had you had, had one, one kid, kid and I had two and you had two and you saved the seat and it people are really good about that. Well, and they understand that yeah. you're. It's not like you're like line cutting because literally you are. You are literally waiting for the fact of you are just like, you know, waiting. Um, they know that people are in line to get concessions. So. If you hear any noise, our kids are um, in the other room, but it's Christmas break and they're still awake. <laughs> so, um, real quick recap on that. Top five experiences at Hollywood Studios. Number five, everything Star Wars. Um, number four, uh, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror and the Rock and Roller Coaster. Three, Toy Story Land. Two, Baseline Tap House. And one, Fantasmic. And once again, there is so much to do at Hollywood Studios. Mm -hmm. This is just our top five yeah. experiences that we think that uh, we really like. Um, you won't go wrong checking out. If you're our, a Star Wars fan, they have Star Wars fireworks too, but you would have to choose between Fantasmic, Fantasmic or that. So if you're a huge Star Wars fan, you might choose and that. And around the holidays, it's Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. Oh, we heard that's really good. So, I mean, you know, but that's wrapped up now, but it would be like you said, uh, the other show is the Star Wars. Um, so anything else you want to add to that, Mindy? Nope. All right. Well then, let's jump into the Chasers Restaurant Review, and that is ESPN Club Sports Central. Um, this is located at the Boardwalk. We have talked about this little, what we call a little hidden gem for us. It's turned into um, a must-do on our family trips. We don't normally go there late at night after Epcot closes or just before Epcot's gonna close, and it has just been it's when we've gone at that time it's not crazy busy hmm. and it's just it's just such a neat neat area um and i'm just going to kind of go over a couple things they start serving lunch at 11 and then they serve dinner starting at four or five but the menus are pretty much the same all mm -hmm. day long and then they close at 11 at night but it is a sports fans paradise Watch virtually any televised game from one of nearly 100 video monitors, each featuring global satellite feeds. At ESPN Club, you can take your pick from up to 30 different programs, even in the bathroom where there are TVs <laughs> over every stall. Revel in the adrenaline-filled atmosphere of a stadium, but be sure to arrive early on game days. Even with a whopping 13,000 square feet, this place fills up fast. Seating is first come, first served, and based on availability, you can also make weekday lunch reservations oh. available Mondays through Fridays from 12 p.m. through 11 p.m. and 11 a.m. through 11 p.m. on weekends. And the food, drink, and live action. Get in the game with an enhanced pub-style menu. Kick off your meal with popular starters like mouth-watering ESPN wings or sea-salted onion rings. And then complete a pass with our genuine, with our Guinness beer battered fish. I think you got that. Yes, it's good. Um, or crunch burger, which I got, which was delicious. And finally, high five yourself with a gooey serving of s'mores bread pudding. Didn't get that. Um, guests twenty one and over can score with delicious specialty cocktails and craft beers on tap while surrounded by the best in televised sports entertainment, including a one hundred and eighty square foot video wall. Mm -hmm. um, and then Sports Central, for a truly interactive experience, stop by the Sports Central television and radio studio. Shows such as Mike and Mike in the Morning, Sports Reporters and Up Close have been broadcast from this fully functional sports media and entertainment facility. And if you're really on your game, you might catch a live interview with a celebrity athlete right there in the bar. Wow. Um, which, we've been there pretty late at night. We have not um, um, been able to um, see anyone there that was live. I'm going to jump into the menu, but the memorabilia, the kids literally were like in a candy store, the boys. Remember, they asked to borrow our phones, and they were taking pictures because they got signed jerseys, signed mm -hmm. helmets, and they literally, um, our oldest son had a um, kind of likes the Philadelphia um, Eagles as well, and they had like the helmet that Nick Foles wore during the Super Bowl mm -hmm. when they won it, and that was on display, and he had signed it, and it was like... I remember how excited Owen yeah, got to be able to, cool. to go and see pretty that. Pretty cool. But uh, 
Um, I, in my opinion, I like Buffalo Wild Wings. Our family does, but this is like a step up, in my opinion. It reminds you, it's about the closest thing you can get to Buffalo Wild Wings right. in Disney World. And I it feel is, like. um, but it is just so cool. <laughs> um, they've got, uh, like I said, they've got wings. I've tried their wings before. They were good. Um, they even have like warm, soft pretzels and cheese. Um, and then the onion rings. And then for, they got a, a whole bunch of different kinds of soups and salads if you want something mm -hmm. a little bit on the uh, healthier side um they do have you know seasonal soups they do have a homemade chili and then for their game time entrees um they have um that that beer battered fish and chips that mindy got only 17 bucks not which, bad which isn't terribly priced um got onion rings with it i think is what i did um, it was really good and then they also have burgers, um, really good burgers. I got that Crunch Burger that was only eighteen bucks. Um, you can get a classic burger for sixteen. So it's, you know, you're gonna be paying a little bit more than what you would if you went to like a Buffalo Wild Wings, but it's not too much more expensive. And the atmosphere is it's um, fun, amazing. Yeah. Um, and then they got a bunch of different options. Oh, yeah, for Oliver, kids. I think got chicken fish, nuggets, so. hot dogs, cheeseburger fish grilled steak yeah. um so the kids the kids will be able to uh get something that they <coughs> like there too okay it's kind of very americana mm -hmm. american fare um food so and then a bunch of different drinks um for me um probably i might be a little bit biased because we have some of our most recent better memories actually eating here with the kids and seeing them excited for me i know this is a stretch but because if if I didn't have the kid element added to it, it'd probably be a solid eight for me. But with the way that it has become a, a must-do for us, it's a solid nine for me. Yeah, I agree. I liked it a lot. I thought it was, it's one of my favorite places to go, actually. I mean, it's not gonna be like, yeah, you know, I mean, Okana it's not gonna, yeah, something, it's not gonna be something that you're like, oh. I just thought it was, it's a fun little surprise, you know, that you wouldn't expect. And especially if you're having trouble getting right. reservations and you like that kind of food, if you have kids that are into sports, right. they'll enjoy going in and taking pictures. And it's a fun thing to do as you're leaving Epcot. Or if you want to go and get your supper there and then head back to Epcot afterwards, right. you could do that too. And once again, it's located <laughs> on the boardwalk. Yeah, um, and it's it, just so pretty walking yeah, around the boardwalk it is at, at night. night. Absolutely. Anything else you want to add on that, Mindy? I don't think so. Okay. With that, Mindy, we have reached uh, the end of the show. If you have any questions about anything discussed in today's show, please email Mindy and I at wdwchasers at gmail.com. We are on Facebook. Just search WDW Chasers and look for our logo. It is a closed group, but please feel free to join our group. We want to hear from you guys. Thank you for listening to the show. And remember, whatever your dream is, don't be afraid to chase it. Until next time, Derek and Mindy Chaser, Chasing Away. <laughs>